Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 13th. Uh, a few things to speak about, too, with uh, regards, uh, of course, high school football for the uh, year of 2022 is over with with the state championships this week. Uh, meanwhile, uh, last night on NFL football, Man, the third player of the game, Kyle Murray goes down, Jeff, and uh, another quarterback, uh, of course, hadn't got any updates on Garofalo. Uh, Brock Purdy, too, is another one that uh, went down to, uh, Sunday evening uh, for the 49ers. Uh, he went down? Yeah, he got hurt. They had to put another quarterback in. Uh, just uh, But the game was basically over. I think it was 35-7 to at the time. I'm catching stories about that this morning uh, with that. So, uh Anyway, nothing serious. Uh, and of course, they play. The 49ers play uh, Thursday night. Uh, so um, we'll see how. Uh, I think it was ankle and a, a rib. Um, uh, I thought all those quarterbacks wore flag jackets today. Uh, I didn't think they'd go without one. Anyway, uh, Monday Night Football, New England. Uh, they've got to learn how to score a little bit more. They scored 27 last night. But, boy, their defense uh, put up another defensive touchdown as they take down the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and Carl Murray goes down uh, in action last night. Uh, third player of the game. Um, looked And one of those non, uh, what do they call it? Uh, he wasn't even hit. He, he was making a run uh, uh, outside after his pass coverage. Uh, uh, the pass coverage was pretty good, and he was taken off uh, out of the backfield and just uh, looked like he tore his ACL or – uh, anyway, it looked like a pretty serious knee injury. He had to court him out the game. Uh, so uh, you fantasy players with Kyle Murray. Uh, looks like he's uh, going for the rest of the year, too, with uh, four games left. And it kind of put a squint in their season right now. So, uh, and they're only, what, six and six going into the game? Yeah, uh, something. You know, it wasn't yeah. as if they were tearing things up. No, you're right about that. And uh, that particular, the 49ers, I think they're eight and four. Uh, they pretty much control their destiny, or maybe they're now nine and four uh, with the win l- uh, late uh, Sunday night uh, in that regard. But uh, anyway, the power rankings are out uh, with um, National Football League, and uh, pretty much um, uh, we expect the Eagles to be number one. They are. They're twelve and one. Uh, their defense is also number one in the league too. Their offense is number two, followed by the Chiefs at ten and three. Um, also, the Bills at third, uh, and of course the Bills are ten and three. Also, the Cowboys are likewise ten and three. Uh, they come in at four, followed by San Francisco at nine and four. So I thought they were after their win uh, Sunday evening. Uh, elsewhere, coming in six, the Vikings. Who, you know, I know you've always had some kind of thought process that uh, maybe they're overrated, you know, and then uh, the Lions take them down over the weekend uh, in that regard. So, uh, but they're leading that division. Uh, the Lions trying to make some uh, hay into there to try to uh, make the playoffs. But uh, the Vikings at 10-3, and three, don't know who they have left to play. Of course, the Bengals with Joe Burrow at 9-4 and four is 7th. The Dolphins at 8-5 and five are 8th. The Ravens at 9-4 and four are ninth, And rounding out the top 10, the Chargers at 7-6, and six, who won uh, Sunday evening, I do believe. Uh, Seattle comes in at 11th. The Jets, who are playing really well, are 7-6. and six. They're 12th, followed by the Commanders. Uh, at uh, seven five and one, along with the Titans at seven and six. Fifteenth uh, is New England, who won last night. They're seven and six. Uh, elsewhere, the Giants are starting to stumble a little bit. At one time, I think they were, or oh, maybe seven and two. They're now seven five and one. Uh, elsewhere, the Lions are six and seven, but they're seventeenth in the power ratings, followed by Tampa Bay at six and seven. And as Bob Roche yesterday mentioned, technically the Saints are not out of the playoffs. And mathematically, they're not out. They've got to win four in a row, and hopefully they get some losses from uh, Tampa Bay. But crazy things happen. Elsewhere, Jacksonville is 19th, followed by the Packers, more 5-8 and eight at uh, number 20. 21 comes in at the Steelers at 5-8, and eight. also the Falcons, or 5-8. and eight. The Falcons, who knows? Uh, I think, but in uh, they play the Saints this weekend, and uh, Marietta's out. They got to go with a rookie quarterback, uh, Desmond Ritter, who was the starting quarterback at the University of Cincinnati, who made the uh, college football playoff last year, but uh, were hammered pretty much in that first game. Uh, Ritter 
making his first start uh, in the NFL against the Saints Sunday. Of course, the Saints still staying with Andy Dalton. And uh, I'm sure people are wondering about that as the Saints were shut out. Of course, they were off this past weekend. They were shut out by the 49ers uh, uh, last week. So um, we'll see um, what's in store. Oh, excuse me, two weeks ago they lost to Tampa Bay last week. So uh, the Saints are going with that. The Raiders at 23rd. The Browns at 24th. Carolina comes in at 25th. They're 5-8. and eight. Followed by the Saints at 26th. They moved down one spot. They were 25th last week. Uh, elsewhere, rounding out the bottom five, uh, Arizona Cardinals at 27. 28th are the Colts. The Rams, defending Super Bowl champ, come in at 29th. Uh, followed by the Bears at 30th. And uh, the Denver Broncos at uh, 31st. And at 32nd, at 111 and 1 are the Houston Texans, uh, who put a scare into Dallas. Jeff, and you and I both know that uh, they kicked the field goal. Uh, who knows? They might have had a chance to win that game going up by 6, 26, uh, 20, with a little under, what, two minutes left to go in the game? Oh, yeah. yeah. I it mean, was they, right around that, Mark. Yeah, and they went to, what, the three-yard line maybe going forward on fourth and three in lieu of kicking a field goal to try to, uh, anyway, try to – Put a little more heat on the, of course, the Cowboys did go down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, they, they got into field goal range very quickly. Yeah, they but. did. They did. But um, anyway, uh, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, the Saints also, I noticed uh, uh, in one of the uh, New Orleans papers that the Saints uh, also made a pair of transactions uh, Monday uh, with regards to uh, – uh, they signed a running back and waived a center. Uh, they signed, re-signed running back David Johnson, who was a longtime Cardinal, and I think he played uh, maybe with the Titans. Anyway, uh, Mark Ingram, of course, suffered that uh, MCL tear against Tampa Bay and is likely uh, in, in the season for him, while uh, the other uh, player that the Saints uh, signed, uh, it was Anderson or an Andrews? Uh, Josh Andrews. Andrews, yeah, the offensive line that they waived. Uh, don't know if he, uh, of course, they're looking for a replacement uh, for Eric McCoy, who is now eligible, I should say, to come off uh, the injured reserve list. So um, they signed Johnson earlier this season while Ingram was sidelined with an injury, uh, appears. Um, anyway, but the Saints, um, I want to say that uh, Ingram only played, uh, not Ingram, Johnson only played the uh, last time he was with the Saints roster, only played about 10, 11 offensive snaps. So, uh uh, I think he picked up seven yards from scrimmage in that win against the Rams when he played. But uh, the Saints, believe it or not, folks, they're a four-point pick this weekend over Atlanta, uh, a noon uh, kickoff uh, as the Falcons come to town, going to start a rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter, uh, former University of Cincinnati quarterback uh, who led them to the college football playoff last year. But uh, Trying to recall which team was it? Alabama that beat them uh, last year in the uh, first game. They were number four seed. Uh, maybe it was Georgia that beat them. It was one of the two. Yeah, I think. Uh, who was number one after the? Jo- Let's see. Alabama beat uh, Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, oh. Which made me think Alabama was probably the top. Seed. Yeah, of course Georgia ended up winning the national championship. You're right. So Alabama probably beat Cincinnati in, in that regard. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll see what uh, what the Saints are going to be up to this weekend. As uh, Andrews, believe it or not, uh, started uh, three games for the Saints uh, for injury uh, McCoy as McCoy was out. As we talked to Bob Rose uh, Monday morning, uh, yesterday morning, about will the Saints uh, finally get uh, some of their players back who've been on uh, injured, not injured reserve, but just injury and just uh, with limited in practice. Um, uh, the the Werner, the linebacker, and also uh, LaShawn Lattimore. Hopefully we can see him back in the lineup uh, with the Saints' defense. And, uh, of course, the Saints had shifted uh, Cesar Ruiz, the offensive lineman, to center where he played most of his collegiate career. Uh, so the Saints um, should be interesting uh, this weekend as they take on the dreaded Falcons, who uh, basically right now have a better record than us. And um, noon kickoff, I'm sure, on Fox in that regard, so uh, we'll see uh, what takes place. You know, Jeff, there's still news about Sean Payton that he's going to be back coaching next year. For the- yeah, I think that's been a foregone conclusion. But Yeah, and, uh, of course, the Saints still have the rights to him. 
there there's some beat writers in New Orleans that keep putting out uh, reports that if Sean Payton coaches in 2023, it ought to be with the Saints. Uh, the Saints have a coach, even though uh, he may not be doing very well this year, but they do have a coach. Not sure Mrs. Benson and Mickey Loomis would make a change. Uh, maybe they would. They, I know they have betting lines out in uh, right now. Well, uh, Dennis Allen make the year with the Saints. He's still got four games left. and uh, I think it'd be uh, silly to make a change right now. Yeah, I agree with you, but uh, some people, fanatical Saint fans, uh, feel that. No, it's it's a waste of time. Well, that and money, too. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Ms. Benson, I don't know what uh, Dennis Allen would kind of contract, how long it was. Usually you give them anywhere from three to five years. And the Saints felt pretty comfortable that uh, Dennis Allen would just keep things the same. I don't think he had major changes to his staff with regards to, uh, I think, the quarterback uh, coach along with the offensive uh, uh, coordinator is still making the calls uh, that were under Sean Payton, even though we questioned some of those calls. But uh, in the meantime, the Saints, 4-9, heading, uh, bringing in Atlanta to see if they can't uh, rectify things. Sean Payton, there's rumors he'd like to coach out in the West Coast with San Diego, I think, or the Cardinals. And you wonder if uh, uh, the Cardinal coach, uh, is it King, King? Kingsbury? Yeah. Uh, a lot of talk about him heading back to college. Yeah, and something uh, I'd like to do. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty eventful days. Uh, pretty a lot of fun. You you talk about these are the good old days. College was the good old days in that regard. Elsewhere uh, in the NFL news, just uh, checking around the NFL uh, with any other stories. But uh, as I mentioned, Purdy did uh, did. Did go down. Uh, they're talking about the 49ers play Friday, excuse me, Thursday night. Uh, I'm trying to uh, pull up to see who they uh, play in that regard, the Thursday night game. That's Seattle. They'll be at Seattle uh, for the Thursday night game. Uh, and uh, Purdy, uh, right now, uh, San Francisco's a three-and-a-half-point pick. Boy, their defense is really playing well. Uh uh, I just I don't see anybody. They're first in giving up their their first. The San Francisco defense gives up only 15 points a game. They also only give up 287 yards per game, uh, and they also only give up 75 yards rushing per game. Those those three marks, points allowed, uh, total yards and rushing yards are number one in the NFL right now. Uh, as the San Francisco defense, uh, of course, Saint fans found out about that quickly as they shut us out. And uh, what could have been a close game if uh, Kamara could have held on to the football at the goal line, but uh, not to not to go as the Saints uh, turned the ball over, I think, twice in that game on fumbles and uh, just couldn't uh, uh, slow down San Francisco at Garoppolo's last game before he got hurt. Uh, so they go with a rookie quarterback uh, this Thursday night. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, Purdy will be able to go. Looks like he will, but uh, ankle and uh, a rib – Rib, a bruised rib, maybe. As I mentioned, I thought all those quarterbacks wear yeah, flag jackets today. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean you can still get your ribs yeah, hurt. But, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I read a story just a moment ago, uh, you know, some things Tom Brady said to Purdy after the game, uh-huh. and no reference to any injury issues whatsoever in that story. But uh, Well, uh, that that's what was broadcast this morning, whether he'd be uh, – and it uh, looks like right now he'll be uh, good to go. Uh, of course, a rookie quarterback, young, uh, can bounce back a little quicker than an older quarterback. Uh, but you're right, uh, Tom Brady last night, uh, or I should say, uh, got uh, Sunday evening, got where they get beat 35 to 7, was at the final. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the 49ers, uh, McCaffrey might be, uh, one of the best trades, uh, that they've ever picked up, uh, in their, uh, he just does it all. He ran for 100 yards, uh, uh, Sunday and also caught a touchdown pass on really uh, they planked him out like a wide receiver. Of course, the 49ers have also lost one of their big guns and Debo Samuels went down and uh, don't know if uh, that's a, a season ending injury or not. Haven't seen anything update on that. I don't know if you have uh, Jeff with that regards uh, with regards to uh, Debo Samuels no, going I down. I just know he was carted off the field. But. Yeah, I don't know how serious the injury is uh, in that regard. Um, so um, players going down right now. Last night, uh, Kyle Murray goes down the third play of the game. It's a torn ACL, uh, and the Patriots uh, basically had a dominant uh, 
uh, defense in the second half to seal the win after Murray exits. Of course, Colt McCoy comes in, who's had uh, pretty much, uh, you know, a backup career. But, uh, boy, the 49, I mean, the uh, Patriots are just hammering him uh, during the course of the game. Scored a scored on a, um, a touchdown defensively and uh, pretty much dominated the game in that regard. So, uh, we'll see uh, what uh, flies after that. Let me uh, go ahead. interject. Kyle Shanahan spoke with the reporters yesterday. He didn't have much in the way of injury updates on key players, such as uh, Debo Samuel, quarterback Brock Purdy. Uh, that's because the two were among a handful of Niners, still having further tests done to determine the severity of their injuries. After a few anxious hours at 49ers headquarters, they got what uh, can only be considered positive news in the wake of what had been the makings of a devastating Sunday. On the injury front, according to the team, Samuel suffered a sprained medial collateral ligament, or MCL as we often hear it referred to, Mm -hmm. in his left knee and a sprained left ankle. As for Purdy, he's considered day-to-day what uh, the team was calling a rib and oblique injury. And the Niners didn't practice yesterday. They had to release an estimated injury report again, though, because they do play Thursday night. Uh, just interesting, but uh, Purdy did a good job while he was in there uh, after um, leading them against uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, team. That um, boy, they've had their issues scoring too. Uh, um, and the Bucks, and uh, like I said, uh, they have now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They're five and eight, I do believe. Uh, the Bucks uh, with that six loss. and seven sounds more correct. Six and seven, wow. You're just done the uh, power rankings. Yeah, the power rankings. You're that. right. Yeah, you're, you're correct about that. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the Falcons. At uh, anyway, Jeff, uh, with the Monday night broadcast last night, do you ever turn to the uh, ESPN? I hardly ever watch the Monday night game. Period. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Eli uh, and of course Peyton were on last night uh, uh, with you know their broadcast and uh, on hand last night. They had Joe Burrow on for a little while um, and speaking with him. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, the Joe Bur- Bill Simmons, uh, Keegan, Michael Kay, uh, along with Adam Benatari, um, were um, uh, you know came on and off during the the broadcast. Uh, these uh, individuals talking about the game last night and uh, pretty much the Manning uh, boys, uh, kind of uh, just uh, in a jovial kind of way, talking about on and off about the game, but talking to. Uh, the three people uh, or the four people they had during the course of the game each quarter. Um, and uh, it's always interesting to see their perspective on things and uh, how they see things and the uh, way they read defenses as they're broadcasting the game. But uh, it's more of a jovial thing. Uh, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. But um, I'd rather watch and listen to the game if I'm, I'm going to watch it and listen to the Manning boys. Uh, doing a little critiquing of uh, other players and uh, people on the f- on the field, so that's just my thought process on that. So don't. Like oh, that's said, why it's an option. Yeah, and don't know uh, how much longer that's going to take place. But they're not on every Monday night. They're they're select games. I think they're on. Their, their the next one the might year. be the Monday night playoff game. Yeah, so we're talking almost a month away uh, with that regard. That'll be sometime in January. Anyway, uh, with that, um, just about uh, time uh, to take a uh, break, uh, not unless you have anything else. that uh, Any more news on Mike Leach, too? I hadn't seen anything on that. Just uh, still in critical condition as of yesterday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, they're, they're just this, I don't know, this, being the optimist I am, there's, it seems like there's not a lot of hope right now with uh, him. I know the family came in, uh, I think, sometimes Sunday uh, over in Jackson, Mississippi, where he was flown in. Uh, I'm sure he's on a respirator. I'm not even sure what, what uh, kind of illness he had. Jeff, are you familiar with anything that's been released with regards to where it was a heart attack, a stroke? Uh, uh, he passed out due to uh, other issues. Uh, I haven't seen anything in that regard. Uh, I'm looking for the latest scanning. story okay. that um – came about uh but but again last thing i saw still in critical condition uh and it uh, always amazes me how i uh, can't find things when i know they're there but uh-huh. uh, just cursoring down oh texas head basketball coach oh uh, he's in trouble chris there. beard yes he is 
Apparently to um, Ken uh, Nimitalolo, uh, yeah. says he was fired right after the game. Like, oh, wow. So it's not like they deliberated. Uh, <laughs> he was like, uh, you know, waiting, uh, the, the uh, uh, athletic director waiting for him yeah. in the locker room. Chet Gladchuk. Yeah, that's Chet Gladchuk. Uh, let him go. They've been together. Gladchuk's been at Navy for, poo, 10, 12, as long as uh, the coach has. I think he was in his 12th year at the Naval Academy. And, uh, of course, you know, the kid doesn't fumble on the one foot line. They beat probably Army uh, in that regard. So, and I know the kid took it hard. You could see uh, camera shots of him on the sideline and all, just ha- hands uh, on his head and uh, just tore him up. Uh, of course, Army goes on to kick a field goal on third down uh, after uh, the fumble, and they win the game 20-17 uh, to 17, uh, in double overtime. Nothing more on uh, our man uh, Leach. And, um, Apparently Bob Stoops had some thoughts. Um, let's see. When Leach calls inevitably late at night, Stoops knows what awaits on the other end of that line. Uh, be entertained into the wee hours with conversations about who knows what. Anyway, I'm trying to get to... Yeah, um, and Leach, uh, of course... Yeah, apparently uh, it was a heart attack. Okay. Um, How old is Leach? Is he 60? Early 60s, I thought. Um, Leach had a massive heart attack on Sunday, transferred to University of Mississippi Medical Center, still being cared for as of this morning. According to multiple sources, he's 61, collapsed at his home, uh, but did not receive medical attention for maybe 10 to 15 minutes. EMTs used a defibrillator and delivered multiple shocks to restore normal heart rhythm. Stabilized at uh, the hospital, he was transported by helicopter. Two of his four kids were in Jackson yesterday, uh, two of them en route. Appears, according to sources, that he may have suffered seizures with the possibility of brain damage. Sources said the situation is dire, and MSU said Leach was in critical condition in their statement yesterday afternoon. Uh, But again, that's about uh, it unless something new came across this morning that I have not seen. Yeah, Mike Leach, uh, just a, a veteran coach, uh, coached at uh, Texas Tech. Uh, boy, loves to throw the football, wing it around the field. Of course, his quarterback, what was it, two years ago, set the NCAA record. I think he threw for over, uh, or, or SEC record, he threw for over 600 yards against an LSU defense as Mississippi State upset the uh, defending national champions, I believe, that uh, particular afternoon. Uh, elsewhere, he also, besides Texas Tech, I think he was also at Washington State yeah. out at Spokane for a while. And then was he out of coaching maybe for a year or two before Mississippi State picked him up? I can't recall. And he's been at State now. I think it's his third or going on his fourth year, uh, hopefully. 2020 was his first year, I believe, that year they opened up against LSU and crushed them. Yeah, and just threw the football all over the field that afternoon. Uh, anyway, Mike Leach, uh, still in uh, critical condition up in a Jackson, Mississippi hospital. I uh, hope to hear some good news about him hopefully in the next few days. Anyway, time for a break here on Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 13th. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 13th. And uh, just checking over what uh, I have uh, with regards to some high school basketball scores uh, last night. Uh, first one that comes uh, in to me is uh, Hanson and Delcom. Uh, girl, uh, excuse me, boys action. It was 48-28 to 28, uh, Hanson Memorial over the Delcom Panthers in uh High school basketball action last night. Also on the boys' side, uh, West St. Mary uh, took down Generet by a score of 61-47. to 47. Uh, Other scores, uh, of course, when the boys play, the girls generally play too. Uh, the Handsome Memorial uh, girls defeated Delcom's girls by a score of 48-37. to 37. Catholic High was scheduled to play uh, Cecilia Bulldogs last night, but I see where the game was canceled, not knowing uh, any of the uh, reasons for that, whether it was Catholic High or Cecilia, but the game scheduled for last night uh, was canceled. And that uh, uh, also uh, in girls' action, St. Thomas Moore uh, got beat by Hathaway. That's out of Jennings, the Hathaway Hornet, 76-39. to uh, Some other scores looking in our area. Don't see that uh, any additional scores. See more football scores than I do anything right now. Of course, uh, the Delcom boys will take on uh, Centerville uh, tomorrow night. Uh, also, the Delcom girls tomorrow night will play Abbeville and uh, any other local area schools. Yeah, boys varsity basketball tonight. Northside will be at St. Martinville. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Franklin will journey to Terrebonne to take on the uh, Tigers at 6.30. Uh, I'm trying to look at any other local high school teams. Uh, looks like girls action tonight. Uh, Generate girls will journey to St. Martinville uh, at a 6 o'clock tip-off tonight. Uh, don't see anything else in that regard uh, other than that, Jeff, uh, high school sports. and uh, do do have a few area scores in front of me from last night. Barb beat Washington Marion, 50-46. to 46. Uh, Karen Crow beat Plaquemine, 58-46. Uh, Let's see, you mentioned the Hanson score. Again, uh, reiterating that one, uh, uh-huh. big win for them. And let's see, South LaPouche, uh, nope. And you mentioned West St. Mary. And then in uh, women's, let me see if I can find a few other women's scores from uh, around the region. And it's uh, pretty thin Pickings uh, here. Uh, yeah. Again, the Lafayette Christian beat Lafayette sixty-one to forty. Again, women's basketball. Nish beat Beauchene fifty to twenty-nine. And let's see, Berwick uh, lost not too close to us, but uh, thirty-nine to five is that score. Turlings Catholic beat Virgil Brown Glencoe Charter fifty-six to four. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I I know there was a water problem. Was that game supposed to be at Cecilia? 
I'm not, it was supposed to be a Catholic high, to be oh, okay. very honest with you. Okay. Is what I saw on the school board. Not, not sure. Um, I, I do know that there's a portion of St. Martin Parish that went under a boil advisory yesterday, and sometimes they shut down the schools because Correct. of that. But I don't know if Cecilia was affected. Yeah, speaking of shutting down the schools, uh, Nish was shut down yesterday for a little while. Uh, I think when they found a, uh, a a pistol or a gun on campus. Yeah, I mean, they haven't released all the details, but uh, from what I've read, it looks like, and coming from the press release, the sheriff's uh, office, it's almost like they had a tip that this kid had a gun. Oh, okay. And there was a bullet in the chamber, from what I understand, and they were able to uh, quickly uh, secure the situation. Uh, nobody was, well, I, I guess uh, until they checked the guy, I guess there was uh, obvious reason for concern, but uh, Heath Hewland put out a, a press release suggesting that uh, really the kids were never much in the way of harm's way, but uh, someone tipped them off, and that's good news. Yeah. Uh, people need to uh, say something if they see something. Anyway, um, in other news, uh, we hadn't talked about this much, but, uh, of course, the LSU Tigers uh, recruiting season is uh, heating up as young men and women also make uh, concerns where they'd like to attend college uh, in the next years. Uh, the Tigers, uh, of course, have a bowl game January 2nd. They take on uh, Purdue over in the Citrus Bowl. But I noticed that, uh, anyway, uh, some of the LSU Tigers, uh, you know, a lot of these kids want to play. I don't care how great of uh, athletes they are. Coaches have to make decisions who's going to start and who's going to sit and uh, who might come in and uh, play a little bit. But Derek Davis, LSU safety, who switched to running back, enters the portal. They also have had uh, Josh Beck, uh, Besh, the uh, fine wide receiver out of St. Thomas Moore, has also entered into the uh, transfer portal uh, in that regard. So you're seeing some athletes right now who don't get playing time. Uh, they're looking for an opportunity to play. It's understandable. Uh, every college has them. Uh, also, LSU wide receiver J. Ray Jenkins opts out of the Citrus Bowl. He declares for the NFL draft. You're going to see some of that, too, with uh, teams across the country. And the reason uh, I'm not harping on LSU, it's just that uh, the news releases, I guess the LSU uh, publicity or uh, marketing department uh, puts out the, this information uh in that uh, regard, so and that's how we find out about it. So with uh, just headlines throughout the course of the year. So uh, with that, um, I'm sure there'll be other players uh, opting out. And um, I hadn't seen anything recently with the Cajuns. I know last year they were pretty much their team was uh, cherry picked uh, by Coach Napier, who moved on to Florida, and also some other athletes that. Uh, transferred out like Lacey and one of the cornerbacks went to LSU. They had another young man that took off to Kansas. I think Coach Napier took three or four players over to Florida with him. So, uh, I mean, it happens in college football. And uh, the reason we're aware of it a little bit more here is due to the fact that uh, it's just uh, more in print here in our local area. So uh, that all comes into play. Uh, elsewhere, um, I'm noticing, too, where uh, the – uh, one of our area of fine players, Harvey Broussard from St. Martinville, the fine uh, athlete wide out for the Tigers, has committed to Memphis. Kind of surprised me. Thought maybe he'd stay local with maybe between uh, any of the Louisiana schools or possibly uh, a school in Mississippi or Texas, but heads to Memphis. Don't know the connection there. If uh, Maybe he's got a good rapport with one of the coaches now up in Memphis. Not sure about that, but a fine football player, too. One of the better players in the state of Louisiana in that regard. So uh, he decides to uh, move on to the Memphis Tigers. And, uh, of course, I always tell people until they sign on that dotted line, anything can happen in that regard uh, with players moving about and all in Louisiana. Uh Elsewhere, just to give you a rundown of some of the Louisiana players, uh, some of the top players. Of course, we all know that Arch Manning is heading over to Texas, and he'll be doing that. Uh, I think he's moving in uh, in January. He's going to enroll in the University of Texas. Of course, our own New Iberian native, Derek Williams, uh, will also be heading to Texas. He's the number two rated player in the state of Louisiana on 247. Elsewhere, LSU's got a big, uh, you might have seen him, Jeff, there is a big offensive tackle out of Neville that's heading to LSU by Zalance Hurd, who's 6'5 half, 310 pounds, 
was on that Neville team that Westgate uh, defeated. Shelton Sampson, uh, also a, a fine wide receiver out of Catholic High Baton Rouge, heading to LSU. Eli Holston, which is the quarterback on that Zachary team, going to Alabama. Tackett Curtis, who uh, Coach Watney told me last night as he saw six of the eight state championship games, he's the quarterback on that Manny team. He's a linebacker. He's heading to Southern Cal uh, from Manny, Louisiana. That's a far cry from Manny to uh, Los Angeles. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Jaden Osbury uh, heading to Notre Dame. He's a fine player at ULAB. Jordan Matthews uh, heading to Tennessee, uh, cornerback out of uh, Woodlawn and Baton Rouge. Uh, some I'm looking for some other area players uh, that uh, comes to. I know Latulis from Westgate, I think, is heading to Louisiana Tech. Uh, Trey Holly, as we've talked about that, the leading rusher in the history of Louisiana high school football, heading to LSU. Uh, he's the number 13th rated player. I saw Curly Reed against Catholic High earlier this year. Uh, he played for Lake Charles College Prep. He's heading to the University of Washington. Uh, elsewhere, uh, some other names. Uh, just going through the list real quickly, uh, the top players in the state of Louisiana. Um, I know LSU, uh, UL rather, has a, a fine running back out of um, – out of uh, Riverside, that's heading to the Cajuns. Uh, uh, Fine-looking running back they have, uh, Elijah Davis, out of reserve, uh, heading to UL. Uh, elsewhere, some other players uh, locally. Um, not seeing anyone, but you saw a couple players, uh, there are three or four players off that uh, Destrahan team heading to Tulane, some of them heading to Tulane, also some of them, one heading to wide receiver, uh, who made some big plays in that game, I think, too, Jeff, uh, heading to uh, Missouri. Um, yeah, Diedrich Latulis from Westgate, uh, uh, a wide receiver heading to La Tech is what I have here. So uh, college football signing date, uh, December 21st. We'll have some more on that as the uh, weeks, I uh, should say, next couple of weeks go by. Today being the 13th, we're looking at about uh, eight days, a little over a week before they sign Grant Nades. And I think there's a maybe a three-day period they can sign uh, from that Wednesday, maybe till Saturday, and then after that they'll have to wait till uh, they can commit. But they'll have to wait to first Wednesday, I think, in uh, February before they can sign again in the national letters of intent. So high school football, we got some local kids uh, that have an opportunity to play at the next level. Good luck to them, and uh, we'll see how they uh, go. We've had some fine athletes come out of this area in the last uh, few years, so uh, we'll see how that'll proceed. Anything else uh, before we maybe well, take our next break? talking about the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, uh, out of the hair of UL Lafayette, Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall announced uh, that he is entering the transfer portal. Of course, his coach uh, went on to Liberty, and there's some speculation he might be heading there. But three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, pretty yeah. significant loss to the Sunbelt. Yeah, heck of a player, too. Uh, I mean, I watched him play a few times uh, on TV uh, uh, through the course of the last couple of years, and uh, uh, he, uh, he he can run and throw with anybody uh, in the uh, uh, college level. So interesting, though, in that regard. Uh, not hearing any uh, movement out of UL. Uh, of course, LSU, uh, of course, they sign a lot of fine players, and kids want to play, and They'll move around and find some place. It's, it's curious to see where uh, Besh ends up uh, as he's put his name in the portal. Not sure if, uh, of course, a lot of them, if they enter the portal now and they go ahead and commit to a university, uh, they can work out in the spring with that team and get, uh, you know, get the game plan down. And if they uh, do plays. transfer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, correct. Yeah, so they got to take classes, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, you need to be academically uh, available to play you can't just transfer with a uh, a poor grade average. Uh, I don't know what that you must maintain to uh, stay active. But uh, LSU, through the course of the year, had a couple of young men that uh, couldn't play due to academic deficiencies. And uh, that all comes into play, too, if you want to transfer. You have to be academically eligible uh, grade-wise if you do want to transfer. And most of these kids are. I'd say 99% of them are. You know, obviously have a few that fall through the cracks. Anyway, uh, just about that time uh, with regards to maybe taking a break. Uh, anyway, you're listening to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio on a big Tuesday, December 13th. Uh, we'll be back with more. 
right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday at Southern Jack Friday. Gerald Grunig and Gentilly Zydeco. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in the Berry. Domestic beer, $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Monthly bingo back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pod and six others win a bar tab. Once again, the Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December 13th. And uh, just kind of a story that broke uh, yesterday, I believe. The NBA has decided to uh, renaming its annual regular season MVP award after Michael Jordan, the player who topped the ESPN rankings of the NBA's 75th anniversary team last season. Of course, the league unveiled the newly designed Michael Jordan Trophy on Tuesday, along with five other uh, reimagined or uh, trophies uh, named after league pioneers that will allow uh, now to be presented to the NBA's end-of-the-season performance award winners. Of course, Jordan, uh, enough said, the five-time MVP winner during his 15-year career. Could, could have been 17 years if he'd stuck around two years. Uh, anyway, uh, only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for whom the league's Social Justice Champion Award is named, won more MVPs, uh, trophies. He won six. Uh, also, in addition to the uh, Jordan Trophy, the other renamed awards are the Akeem Olajuwon Trophy for Defensive Player of the Year, the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for the Rookie of the Year, the John Havlicek Trophy for the Sixth Man of the Year, and the George Mikan Trophy for the Most Improved Player. So, Olajuwon was a nine-time All-Defensive Team selection who won the Defensive Player of the Year in 93 and 94. Chamberlain won both the Rookie of the Year and the MVP in 1960. He only averaged 37.6 points a game in his first season in the NBA. Meanwhile, Havlicek was an 11-time All-NBA selection despite coming off the bench for several seasons, though his uh, his career predated the creation of the Sixth Man of the Year Award in 82 and 83. Mikan was widely regarded as the league's first superstar after leading the Minneapolis Lakers, that's right, before they moved out to Los Angeles uh, to five NBA championships in the 40s and 50s. The league also announced a new award for the Clutch Player of the Year, and that's going to go to Zeke of Cabin Creek, named after Jerry West, who played in the nine finals and remains the only player to win the finals MVP while losing a series. That was in 1969 against the Celtics, too. 
Well, West, uh, I think he averaged uh, 35 a game in that playoff series. Anyway, the new trophy updates uh, are part of the multi-year uh, project to re-image um, re- many of the NBA's most important awards. Last season, the NBA unveiled and updated the Larry O'Brien Championship Trophy, along with the new conference championship trophies named after Oscar Robinson and Bob Cousy, plus the conference finals MVP trophies named after Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Uh, elsewhere, the Michael Jordan Trophy features an NBA player breaking out of a rock to reach the ultimate rock, a crystal uh, basketball. Previously, the league's MVP trophy was named after former commissioner Maurice uh, Podoloff, whose uh, name will now instead be attached to the new trophy honoring the team that posts the best regular season record. According to a statement from the NBA, the new trophy grows more uh, burnished, uh, raw to defined from the bottom to top, signifying the MVP's hard work and progression of entering the NBA to achieve its greatest honor. So uh, the trophy's uh, five-sided base is uh, a nod to Jordan's five league MVPs, and the crystal basketball at the top consists of 23 points measuring 1.23 inches in diameter. So... Uh, with the exception of Jordan Trophy, all new trophies were designed in collaboration with Victor Solomon, who also redesigned the NBA's championship trophy last season. The individual award trophies all feature an embedment inside a 15-inch crystal net structure. The front face is flat to allow for the direct line of sight to the icon and the etching of the award. Anyway, so Jeff, uh, pretty interesting uh, new uh, awards go out each year, NBA trying to improve their uh, I guess, uh, image with regards to uh, uh, trophies and honoring uh, former players. Uh, and they honored a uh, uh, half a dozen uh, really great ones at one time. Is the NBA trying to settle the GOAT uh, question? <laughs> it might be. It might be. You're right about that. Uh, so the greatest of all times uh, is the acronym, I guess, of uh, the GOAT. Anyway, um, anyway, the Michael Jordan... Uh, I still think Houston needs to send him a thank you note for trying to play baseball in, what, 94, 95 mm-hmm. uh, for two years with the Birmingham Barons. Uh, the Barons got a new bus out the deal. I can recall that. He got tired of riding around on a old school bus or <laughs> Greyhound or whatever they had, and he bought the team a $600,000 bus to ride around in. What if they still have that bus? It'd be 30, almost I was going to say, so. almost 30 years old. <laughs> it's old, old now. But uh, Houston never did th- send him uh, Michael Jordan a thank you note because in the last three years before he vacated to play baseball, they won the NBA championship. Then he decided baseball wasn't it and came back and won it three years again. And in between those six years, uh, the Houston Rockets won two NBA championships. And like I said, uh, uh, they should have sent Michael Jordan a thank you note for uh, not playing those two years. They say took down the championship each year. Yeah, you know, what, what's interesting about that is that uh, Houston never made it into the finals again in, right. in those years against Michael Jordan. Uh, that was one of the Western Conference teams the Bulls never faced in the finals. Yeah, and uh, at that time, didn't Houston have the Twin Towers with uh, Elijah Wan and Samson, I think, the two seven-footers? I'm not sure if Samson was still around, uh, but definitely um, they had him at, at one point. Yeah, of course, uh, Fly, Fly Jamma Slamma or whatever out of Houston. Uh, and that team, I think, went to the uh, NCAA Finals three years in a row and never could claim a championship uh, with that team, uh, with Elijah Wan and uh, – Oh, what was the big forward on that team? Um, um, his name escapes me right now, but a fine player, too, uh, uh, for the Houston Rockets. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, uh, uh, NBA action. Of course, the, the Pelicans, uh, let me see. I, I'm trying to think if the Pelicans play tonight or Wednesday night uh, in NBA action. Of course, the Pelicans right now have the best record of anyone in the uh, Western Conference uh, so the they right now are doing a pretty good job in that regard. So uh, Pelicans taking on the Jazz tonight at eight in, in Utah. Huh? Yeah, uh, up in that area. So uh, anyway, they're playing pretty well. They lead the uh, Western Conference right now. They have the best record. They take down the Suns twice. And what was strange, I never did see the reason for playing both games Friday night and Sunday night in New Orleans. 
And, uh, of course, the Suns last year were the team that knocked out the Pelicans in the playoffs. So there was a little, there's some, uh, uh, how would you say, uh, some movement there with regards to a little rivalry being built. And uh, former Pelican Chris Paul was on that uh, uh, Suns team. And when he fouled out of the game, I think it was Sunday night, the crowd <laughs> started uh, chanting, you fouled out, you fouled out <laughs> in unison at the uh, Smoothie King Center <laughs> in that regard. Anyway, uh, just going through some uh, other articles here. So uh, soccer last night, uh, college soccer was on TV last night. Didn't watch it. I think Syracuse uh beat someone of course mississippi state football coach we talked about that his heart attack on sunday in critical condition and uh hopefully uh we'll get some updates on that uh prayers go out to uh mike leach and the mississippi uh uh university in that regard so uh elsewhere we didn't talk about this jeff but uh chris beard the was arrested the texas men's basketball coach has been uh, suspended indefinitely without pay after being charged with a third-degree felony assault on a family member. So um, we'll see what goes there as uh, Chris Beard no longer coaching the Texas team uh, for right now. Don't know what set him off uh, early Monday morning. I, I think it was around 1230 uh, um, after midnight Sunday uh, and uh, strangulation of, uh, again, they yeah. didn't mention the family member. Not sure uh, who he might live with, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's um, right. FTX lawsuits. Tom Brady has hired a law firm of Latham and Watkins to fight lawsuits tied uh, to his promotion of FTX. Uh, Steph Curry and David Ortiz are among the other athletes who have been sued. Uh, Kansas quickly rising, uh, cracked the uh, woman's AP for the first time in nearly 10 years. Also uh, out for the year, Pistons guard Kay Cunningham, the number one pick in 2021, will have season-ending surgeries on his shin. Uh, USC headlines the All-American team as USC led the way with three players on the AP All-American first team released on Monday, followed by Georgia and Notre Dame with two each. Of course, the quarterback and Heisman winner, Caleb uh, Williams. Uh, Bajan Robinson of Texas, the running back along with Blake Corum of Michigan, who's injured. Will he be able to play in that uh, the college football playoff Corum? I wonder. I know he was injured. Of course, uh, the offensive lineman, Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. Uh, Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Osiris Torrance from Florida. That's one of the players that Napier took with him from UL, a first-team All-American uh, for uh, the Gators. Uh, elsewhere, Andrew Voorhees of USC, John Michael Schmidt of Minnesota. Tight end was Michael Mayer of Notre Dame. Marvin Harrison, Jr., one of the wide receivers from Ohio State. Of course, uh, his father uh, with the Colts for many years. Jalen Hyde of Tennessee. Xavier Hutchison of Iowa State. And all-purpose runner uh, Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State. Kicker uh, uh, Christopher Dunn, North Carolina State. Will Anderson, of course, of Alabama's uh, headlines. A defensive team uh, just looking for some local players here on the defensive side. Uh, don't see anything right there. So, uh, anyway, need to go ahead and take a break. It's the 8 o'clock hour. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Kane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Kane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday at Southern Jack Friday. Gerald Grunig and Gentilly Zydeco. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in the Berry. Domestic beer, $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Monthly bingo back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pod and six others win a bar tab. Once again, the Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. 
I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. What does the 15th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blaze the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports. Uh, just uh, quickly in our last segment, the uh, basketball rankings have come out uh, through the course of uh, the AP. And the Purdue Ballermakers uh, stand at 10-0, and 0, the number one ranked team in the country. They move up three, I should say, uh, two spots. They were third ranked team last week. Followed by Virginia, Yukon, Alabama at eight and one. Houston, which Alabama beat over the weekend, um, uh, is a fifth rate team. Followed by Tennessee, Texas, uh, who's out without their coach right now. Texas is seven and one, is ranked seventh in the country. Then come some of the uh, blue bloods: Kansas, Arizona, and Arkansas. Followed by Baylor, Duke, and Kentucky. Elsewhere, uh, rounding out. Uh, uh, Indiana at eight and two, followed by Gonzaga, UCLA, Mississippi State, Illinois, uh, Auburn, uh, Maryland, TCU, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Virginia Tech, then Miami. So, uh, first time, uh, Purdue's been ranked number one, uh, in a while. I think last year they might have, uh, uh, climbed up there, but, um, let's see if they stay up top. They're number one for the first time, uh, since week four of last season so uh they then promptly lost to rutgers last season so uh conference call the sec and the big 10 lead the way with six ranked teams each the acc and big 12 have four the pac-12 has three and the big east has uh along with the american and west coast each have one so uh the net ranking which is used by the ncaa tournament selection committee has a different top five they have uh in that regard uh, UConn is number one, followed by uh, uh, Houston, number two, Purdue, number three, Tennessee, four, and Alabama, five. So, uh, in the meantime, that's our rankings of college basketball. And uh, news breaking, Mike Leach has passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, anyway, a uh, big tragedy for the uh, Starkville community uh, as Mike Leach, uh, just a tremendous uh, passing football coach uh as jeff just mentioned uh something coming over the wires that he just passed away so sorry to hear about that we were all pulling for him uh in the meantime had a massive heart attack uh sometime sunday and uh passed away here uh tuesday morning on um over in jackson mississippi wow uh just uh kind of gets you and uh they say the kids that played for him really loved him so uh Anyway, uh, a, a strange coach. He, I saw an interview with him the other day uh, since his uh, illness, and uh, he was talking about gummies, <laughs> what kind of gummies he liked to eat and chew. So, uh, anyway, uh, Mike Leach passing away at 61. Anyway, Jeff, today in sports history, unless you have something maybe uh, other than uh, – no, That's about as breaking news as you're going to get. Yeah, right you, yeah that's uh, sad to hear. Anyway, today in sports history on December the 13th, on this date, 1931, the NFL championship game between the Packers uh, win their third one. They go 12-2 and to win their third straight uh, uh, post-title. Uh, in 1936, uh, NFL championship at the Polo Grounds in New York City, the Packers beat the Boston Redskins. Yes, that's, they were the Redskins until they, uh, they moved. Of course, it was the uh, fourth title for the Packers. The Redskins moved to DC the following, uh, year. And of course, now they're, we're known as the Washington Commanders. 1942 in the NFL championship game at Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. The, uh, Washington Redskins upset the Bears 14 to 6 in that game. 
In nine, on this date, 1956, and we, you mentioned this yesterday, Jeff, I think, or maybe Friday, the Dodgers trade Jackie Robinson to the Giants for pitcher Dick Littlefield and $35,000. Robinson says, I'm not going to the Giants. I'm going to retire rather than be traded, and he did. And he did not move over to the Giants. Uh, Jackie Robinson uh, decided to retire after 10 years in the uh, National League. Elsewhere on this date in 1969, would you believe Billy Martin was fired by the Minnesota Twins? Uh, he was fired on this date. Of course, he led the Twins, I think, to a division title at one in time. In 69, yeah. That's right. Man, they fired the him. best record in baseball that year. That's correct. And lost uh, Baltimore in the and uh, playoffs. That's right. And then Baltimore ended up getting beat by the Mets, the Miracle Mets in 69. Elsewhere in 1977, I remember this distinctly, 14 University of Evansville basketball players were killed in a plane crash on this date. And a uh, tragedy, I can recall, Evansville, one of the best small college basketball teams in the country. In 1983, 9,655 people see the highest scoring NBA game in history as the Detroit Pistons beat the Denver uh, team 186 to 184 in three overtimes. Wow. Elsewhere in 1996 on this date, free agent Roger Clements signs with the Toronto Blue Jays. On this date, in 1997, on this date, December the 13th, um, the 63rd Heisman Trophy is awarded to Charles Woodson, the cornerback from Michigan, who beats out Peyton Manning. I can't recall how close that vote was to Jeff in that particular uh, Heisman Award ceremony up in New York. But uh, Woodson becomes the first defensive player, I think, to win the Heisman. Uh, in that regard. Elsewhere in 2007, the Mitchell Report is publicly released uh, listing the names of 89 Major League Baseball players that have presumably used anabolic steroids and human growth hormones. Of course, on that list, Roger Clements and Miguel Tejada uh, and many others were on that list. Too long to list uh, uh, right now. Elsewhere in 2015, Irishman Connor McGregor knocks out Brazilian Jose Aldaldo in 13 seconds to win the first featherweight title in Las Vegas. 13 seconds knocked him out. Wow. Elsewhere on this date in 2018, German basketball forward Dirk Nowitzki uh, takes uh, his record 21st season in the NBA with the Dallas Mavericks, surpassing Kobe Bryant's 20 years with the Lakers. Birthdays on this date, born on this date, 1924, Larry Doby, the Baseball Hall of Fame All-Star, World Series uh, uh, champion, uh, 48, uh, AL home run leader, first African-American to play in the American League, born in Camden, South Carolina. Of course, Larry Doby passed away in 2003. Also born on this date, uh, Cubby Great and Canadian, Ferguson Jenkins, born on this date, Cy Young Award winner, winner three-time uh, all-star with the Cubs, 3,000-plus career strikeouts, born in Chatham, Ontario. Also born in this day, PGA golfer, born in 1988, Ricky Fowler, who has uh, been in the Masters. He was a runner-up, Ryder Cup, uh, in 10, 14, 16, and 18, born in Marietta, California. Deaths on this day. The man that named the Super Bowl died on this date in 2006, Lamar Hunt. American sports executive and NFL owner of the Kansas City Chiefs dies at uh, 74, as I mentioned. He was the one that gave to the name to the Super Bowl, which I think is now copyrighted. And also born on this date and, uh, excuse me, died on this date in 2017 was Tommy Nobis, who was the number one pick in the draft in 1966 by the Atlanta Falcons. He died on this date in 2017 at 74. They said Nobis had a 22-inch neck. I wonder how he found shirts to fit his neck back then. 22-inch neck. That's a pretty good size neck. Tommy Nobis, uh, first draft pick in the NFL back in 66 by the Falcons. Anyway, quote of the day. Go ahead. Quote of the day by Lamar Hunt. You can't compare a Super Bowl crowd, which tends to be more polite and a little more neutral to that. The Super Bowl only has seven to eight million, uh, 8,000 fans for each home team. I tell you what, when the Saints win the Super Bowl, I think the stadium was for the Saints that day, other than the uh, limited Coat fans talking to people who were at that game. They outnumbered the Coat fans like seven and eight to one in that stadium that day. And I'm sure some of it had to do with the underdog. Uh, yeah. And I'm not sure they were the underdog i don't remember what the spread may have been but just the fact that the saints had never won and the colts had won just a couple of years prior so i'm sure that added to uh any neutral fans maybe 
uh, rooting for the Saints. And in regionally, um, they're a little bit closer, too. So. Yeah, that, too. But, boy, try to get a Super Bowl ticket yeah. today. Those tickets back then were five and 800 in that vicinity. Today, they're pushing the $2,000 mark, 1500 to 2000 it's hard to believe just in 14 years that, that quick uh, the price had gone up. So, anyway, that's today in sports history, uh, December the 13th, uh, Jeff. Uh, just, just a couple of notes on okay. a couple of those items. Uh, Fergie Jenkins still does some work with the Cubs TV network. Does he? Looks fantastic. Wow. Looks like he could take the mound still at 80 or 81 now, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just a note there. And uh, the, the idea that the Super Bowl uh, name is trademarked. Uh, and that makes sense that you would trademark it, but the the idea that you're uh, like you can't in advertising say, hey, you know, uh, um, get these chips for the Super Bowl. They have to say for the big game. That's right. You know, come on. Yeah. Uh, you, you could you, you could say don't call us the official chip of the Super Bowl. Right. But. Hey, come you by and even, get your yeah. snacks for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's come on. I wonder how many people use that term too and don't realize uh, in oh, I'm advertising. Sure it it's a lot. Oh, all over the country, I'm sure, and even in foreign countries. So uh, anyway, but Lamar Hunt, he was the one that pinned the name because I think his child was playing with a Super Bowl back then. And oh, I loved my Super Bowls. Yeah, remember back those then? Super Bowls? You could bounce them and they did accelerate uh, like Flubber. And if then, you can remember Flubber. And getting your dad to get them out of the gutters after they <laughs> bounced up onto the roof. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway, Super Bowls. Anyway, today in sports history, Jeff. And just uh, another note on Mike Leach. Apparently he passed away last night, but word just uh, was released now uh, maybe 20 minutes ago. So, again, unfortunate situation there. Yeah. We will, I'm sure, hear more about that. But uh, he, he was battling pneumonia. During, oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. And, and they think maybe it was related to that, uh, that his heart started to deteriorate, battling the pneumonia. So I'm just starting to pick up bits and pieces there. But more on that maybe during Tesh Matters or tomorrow morning. We may have yep. more on it as well. Any final thoughts? Uh, that's about it today. Uh, high school basketball, I think. I know Coach was telling me last night that uh, on the CHS Coaches Show that I think Catholic High is going to take on Nish at Catholic High. I'm not sure. If that game is this week, I'll have it somewhere. But uh, if you want to see uh, some inner-city rivalry uh, with the Yellow Jackets and the Panthers, uh, I think that game is sometime this week uh, over at Catholic High at the Monsignor Dish Gym. So uh, interesting game. See how uh, the two teams uh, play against each other. No doubt. No doubt. And, again, we'll be getting our basketball broadcast coverage um, early next year. In the meantime, big thanks to our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, district number 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Hedekin Pain Center.